Welcome to the 2023 edition of the Preacher Main Podcast with Jamal Brown. Hope you all enjoyed the latter part of 2022 and hope your new year started off better than expected. I truly miss doing this pod, but life happened, priorities happened, and a little bit of procrastination too. So it's the life of a man that wears many hats, and but through it all, here I am. Thought it would be solid to start the new year off on autopilot. Stay tuned so you can follow where I'm going with this. It may not be exactly what you think. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to this. It's on all podcast platforms. When I Google the definition to autopilot, the literal term says the meaning is a device for automatically steering ships, aircrafts and spacecrafts. The expression on autopilot means to automatically without thinking about your actions to do something you generally have done many times in the past It's like in your subconscious routine. In a practical sense, if someone says their business is on autopilot, like their their business or venture, whatever they they're doing to make money is on autopilot. They're basically saying they have their business set up in such a way that they hardly have to do anything for it to be successful. It runs without them having to be locked in on a day to day basis. They can get up and do whatever they want without concern that their business is going to fail. We had a guest on my other podcast. I co-host the presidential executive, and he mentioned how his poultry business pretty much is at a point where it can run itself. He said it finally got the right people around him and he no longer has to be locked in on a day to day basis for him to be profitable. For most, including myself, this is a goal to have a business venture or or another stream of income that is to the point of being on autopilot. It's the gift that keeps on giving without much physical or mental effort. All the pieces are in place to do what it needs to do. The actor and music artist Jason Weaver, and many of you may remember him. I know personally, I remember him from being young Michael Jackson in the American Dream movie about the Jackson 5 back in the day, which is probably 30, 30 plus years ago at this point. You know, I think he's a good inspiration in this regards when talking about autopilot because he was featured on the 90s mega movie, The Lion King. It was on the song Just Can't Wait to Be King. He was young Simba's voice. And I may not have all the details right on this, but I believe he was offered two million dollars up front to have the rights of that song taken from him and given back to Disney. I believe at the end of that process or the end of that movie. Instead, his mom hired a lawyer and negotiated a deal where not only him, but even his kids, kids could get royalties from his work on that song a stream of income that is on extreme autopilot for generations to come. So in essence, autopilot can be a beautiful thing, especially when it comes to a business or another stream of of income. It can create generational wealth. Now, this is what I really want to get into. And although everything I just said is 100 percent accurate when it comes to autopilot, when it comes to business and other streams of income, I believe we've allowed this type of mindset to come into the church from a spiritual point of view. What makes Christianity so different and authentic is that we have Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. It's in John 16, 13. And that truth 
can be a moral compass for every part of our lives. However, no matter what spiritual maturity level we're on, Holy Spirit is not and should not be on autopilot, meaning he's there with us born again believers at all times. But we shouldn't make a habit to think we already know what he's saying based on what he said the last time or what we heard our trusted friend, our pastor say. Just because Holy Spirit, for example, gave me the go ahead to take these meds and go through this procedure or surgery or whatever. At one point, doesn't mean I should assume to do the same thing over and over again. For me, that's what I'm talking about. Putting Holy Spirit on autopilot, not tapping in to check to see how I should or we should approach this particular situation, more so leaning to our own understanding. And I'll just go ahead and say it. Keep it one hundred. I believe the church as a whole put Holy Spirit on autopilot during the pandemic in 2020. We started listening more to man and their ideas and their protocols instead of tapping in the Holy Spirit, common sense and history to figure out the best way to navigate through that crazy period of time. Also called the pandemic, and it's called that for a reason. We rejected assembly amongst ourselves gave people secondhand medical information and acted like COVID was in serious competition with the blood of Jesus. Message. And before anyone says anything or argues, it's one thing to be wise and abide by the rules placed by the government. It's another to completely bow down and not even put up any resistance to what was clearly an attack against our religious freedom, speech and body autonomy. Too many had a voice, but didn't want it to be heard because they didn't want to be outcasted by the public or didn't want to lose out on a payday that they were expecting. What used to be a proclamation of boldness and being a soldier in the army of the Lord turned into cowardness and being a soldier in the army of fear and complacency. We allowed Holy Spirit to be on autopilot, rejecting constant direction, even allowing what we knew wasn't right or felt comfortable to be made normal. My homie Rag from the Prezix podcast made a good point when he when we were talking about this and he asked, when in history has the majority of the church been in such lockstep with what was going on or what the world was pushing? And he's right. Like people's jobs were threatened and terminated, which in return helped us make excuses to why we had to do something, even when every fiber in our body was against it. I know personally, I knew people that. Uh, took the took the vaccine, took the jab, but didn't want to do it. They were they felt bad about it, but felt that they had to do it. You know, it was something inside of them that was telling them this wasn't right, that I shouldn't do it. But they felt forced to do it. We had several churches promoting and administering the vaccines and some even mandating it before they could step back in, into the facilities. I say Holy Spirit was on autopilot because Many people I admired in the faith were now quoting what they heard on the mainstream news. The same mainstream news prior to the pandemic, they said, were manipulating and embellishing things for their own agenda. But now, since what they're saying could potentially harm the success and reputation of their ministry, is now in our best interest to go with the flow and then mask it all as being wise. Like it was all a very weird and disappointing time for me and to see that stuff happen live. And lately I've been reading the book of Acts and the Apostle Paul is a blueprint of what it is to be led by Holy Spirit. 
throughout that whole book, throughout the whole book of Acts, he went to several different countries by water and on land and some multiple times over. But he always was led by Holy Spirit, always led by God. Even in certain places he went back to, Holy Spirit instructed him to take another route because certain people were plotting to kill him. Like what if Paul put Holy Spirit on autopilot and thought since he went this particular way or this particular route, the first, second or third time he should do it again when it's time for him to go back to that same place. His life could have ended sooner than God intended. With all the technology and information we have in our hands, it's easier to put God on autopilot because many of us equate stuff and status as being godly. We figure the bigger the platform we have, then the more God can be heard. Instead of realizing the more massive the platform, the higher the possibility it is to be diluted and controlled. Truth be told, it is easier to be on autopilot and to be on a formula, routine based spiritual agenda. It takes all the accountability off of us and leaves it to God to, quote unquote, do his will when his will has already been made known through his word. Other than what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, being on autopilot in almost every other area is a clear sign of disrespect and complacency. Like who wants to be in a marriage on autopilot? Personally, I can speak to like the times my marriage has hit challenges has been when either one or both of us were complacent, believing things would take care of itself without being aware and being intentional about doing certain things. What about a friendship a parent, coach, or spiritual advisor. All those types of relationships need focus and constant awareness to make them work or to make them productive. In Galatians 4, starting with verse 8, Paul was talking to the believers in Galatia and was concerned that their faith was on autopilot, that they got complacent and started to go back to their old ways. He says, starting at verse 8, this is in the uh, New Living Translation. Before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that did not even exist. So now that you know God, or should I say, now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? You are trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years. I fear for you. Perhaps all my hard work with you was for nothing. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things, for I've become like you Gentiles, free from those laws. You did not mistreat me when I first preached to you. Surely you remember that I was sick when I first brought you the good news. But even though my condition tempted you to reject me, you did not despise me or turn me away. No, you took me in and cared for me as though I were an angel from God or even Christ Jesus himself. Where is that joyful and grateful spirit you felt then? I am sure you would have taken out your own eyes and given to me if it had been possible. Have I now become your enemy because I am telling you the truth? See, Paul was landed on thick for the believers in Galatia because they got complacent in their walk with God and allowed false teachers to influence how they received him. Same with us today. There is so much information ideas, philosophies out there that if we don't stay tuned in to our first love, which should be Jesus, we can fall out of line and be in autopilot mode without realizing it. 
And I'm not saying all this to imply I have this under control in my own life, rather to hold myself and anyone listening more accountable and be aware that these things can happen along the way. I'll end it right there. Thank you all for listening. And remember, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And until next time, salute. Salute.